Welcome to the All About You podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. In this podcast, I invite people to tell their stories of their travels, hobbies and passions. These podcasts are also now available on my All About You YouTube channel. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story. Welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. And today my guest is Alan, who is the owner of a bookshop in Valencia called Book Lovers. We're recording in his bookshop and we're going to be going into the world of books, reading and owning a bookshop. Alan, welcome to the podcast. Sheila, thank you for having me. Well, I'm really excited that we are recording in the bookshop, which I think is fantastic. So, Alan, my first question, where did your love of books and reading come from? Oh, it started uh, as a child. My father was always reading and I wish he would play uh, football with me like every other father played, but he was reading all the time. And what was left for me then just to grab the book and read and he encouraged that. And that's how it started. So do you have a favorite author or genre of books? Last year or two, I'm really crazy about Nordic Noir. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Scandi authors, Norwegian, Finnish and uh, Swedish authors. And they are so realistic that actually it triggered something in me and I'm actually finishing my own book that's going to be in a similar genre. <laughs> so you are writing a book? Yeah, I wrote a few non-fiction books, but this one, this one will be crime, mystery, thriller book. <laughs> You've written books already. How yeah. many books have you written? Uh, there are now six or seven on Amazon, uh, but there are non-fiction. They're about business. That was my career for many years. Uh, about selling, uh, one title, if I may share, it's called Selling is Better Than Sex. And people always say, no, it's not. And then I encourage, no, buy the book, I'll do it. And then we're going to talk. And that's how I sell books. <laughs> I mean, I was in sales for many, many, many years. And uh, I wrote a few books and I got some public speaking engagements, uh, trainings from my books. And it, it's fun, but it's not my passion, right? You know, my passion is about sharing a story, personal story. Like this podcast is personal, personal story that's included in a mystery or crime or thriller. Well, we'll have to include the link to all your books in the podcast because no, no it's, 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 I, your I, wife hasn't <laughs> told me that you've written books. No, it's just it's a different life, right? My previous life. So yeah. it's just, yeah. Let's talk about reading. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got books, we've got e-books, we can read on our phone. Where do you read? Do you have like a little reading nook? Do you read at a certain time of the day? Before we moved to Valencia, I had my, my reading corner, but now we are in a place where I don't have space, so I need to read here in my bookstore when there are no people here. Or, yeah, at home, but when kids go to bed, I have small kids, so it's always busy with them, so in the evening, yeah. One thing I've discovered since coming to your bookshop in Valencia here, for the first time in a very, very long time, I've been reading an actual book as opposed to reading on my Kindle. My Kindle is great for traveling and I've got over 200 books, which is fine. But the sheer joy of particularly this summer, sitting down with a book and just immersing yourself is just a pure joy. I had completely forgotten how good that is. 
it's uh, what I'm trying to encourage people. And I'm really positively surprised how many young people come to our store and they want to have a physical book because, I mean, Kindle or any other e-reader, it's a distraction. If you have internet connection, let me just check my email. Something pops up. If it's just uh, like a Kobo, like an e-reader, then it's fine. I mean, you can take it to wherever you're going, to the beach. But then there is a problem. If you take your e-reader to a beach, somebody probably is going to steal it. Nobody's going to steal the book. I mean, I never heard <laughs> that anybody left a book on, on a towel and somebody stole the book. So that's one benefit of it. And I personally love the smell of new book like how new books smell, and also sometimes the old books, like, you know, going through them and flipping the pages, and also the sound, and I don't know, it's just, it's easy to find something for me in a book, because if, if, if I read something like nonfiction, then you need to go two chapters back to try to find the, the, the data or information, and on e-reader, it's much harder to find this. Having lots of conversations with people about reading, everybody's saying the same thing, holding a physical book, physically turning the pages, putting a nice bookmark in or mm -hmm. turning the page. It's a very sensory thing, isn't it, reading an actual book? It's, it's not just your eyes are focused on the, on the words because you shut down the world around you. People see you with the book, they will leave you alone. When you're on the phone, somebody can interrupt you. Hey, you know, can I ask you a question? Even at the airport or at the, at the train station. But when you read a book, people are generally more respectful i don't know it's just the feeling of holding the weight of the book and i mean the cover we want to see a lovely cover you know what they say like uh, cover sells the book if you find a nice cover you're going to buy the book if you find the online uh, picture of, of a cover it's not the same it's not so invitational and some people listen to audiobooks which is fine but it's all about how we like to read or how we like to absorb information. And for me, I cannot listen to audiobooks because I'm very visual. I need to see the letters on the, in front of me and just it's not a distraction for me. I think it's interesting what you're saying, isn't it? If you're commuting, an audiobook is great, your Kindle is great, but it's making that space and time mm -hmm. to sit down with the physical book mm -hmm. It's just amazing. It can be just a bit mm -hmm. of downtime. There yeah. is something very special. It's you're entering another world. Like if yeah. you read a fiction, whatever fiction you're reading, like I think J.K. Rowling or somebody said like, uh, or, or Tolkien, they said like, uh, uh, if you read, you live thousand lives. And uh, I don't have thousand lives in front of me, but I can get a lovely book, get engaged in it and the world disappears around me. And when you read a book, when you grab the book, when you sit in your favorite chair or wherever you're reading, it's just you're dedicating time, you're immersing yourself into a story and you try to, to shut down the world around you. So it's a different feeling. And I think that's very important. If we have so much technology in our lives and yes, we can read a book, we can read a magazine on our phone, mm -hmm. but it's making that time Mm -hmm. to sit down and just sort of decompress and go into another world as it's you time say. for yourself we need to have time for ourselves i mean life is it's sped up in the last 10 20 30 years everything is much faster we have faster computers and we can fly faster to other parts of the world but still we're not dedicating enough time for our own either meditation or, or time for ourselves or just it doesn't have to be three hours a day 10 minutes 
just to know that you did something for yourself because you want it. You are not pushed by media. You're not pushed, forced to do something or feel guilty. Even some people feel guilty when they read because I should do this, I should do that. And then they spend, some other people, they spend hours and hours on social media or watching TV. And then they claim that they don't have 10 minutes to read. So, you know, it just, it's, it's just sharpening your axe. That's what I think Abraham Lincoln said. Like, yeah. you know, sharpen your axe. Uh, and doesn't have to be business stuff. Doesn't have to be in lovely, trendy fiction book. Whatever you, your heart desires, grab it, read it. If it's not good, grab another book. And that's it. I must admit, I'm one of these people that can have sort of three or four books on the go at the same time. <laughs> yes. I mean, a lot of people say, how can you do that? But if you're reading a book for education, then you've got your sort of novel you pick up and do a couple of pages before mm -hmm. you go to sleep. Do you do that? Yeah, or do I, you a one book I, at a time person? I read many years ago, some smart guy said that uh, if, you, if you read, I don't know, uh, nonfiction for like 30, 40 minutes and you feel tired, grab fiction because it's a total different topic, total different focus, and your mind is going to be fresh. So we're not tired by reading books. We're tired of the topic. And, you know, it's normal. Like if I read many business books for my previous career, and after 30, 40 minutes, an hour, I'm tired. And then I grab a lovely fiction, and I'm totally fresh, and I'm engaged in it. So, but it's not for everybody. <laughs> you need to know yourself. So one thing I wanted to talk to you, Alan, is about children and reading. Mm -hmm. In your shop, you've got a fantastic section for children. What is going on in the world of children reading now? Mm -hmm. Is it, are they coming in for books? Are they all electronic? What, 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 what are kids doing? Mm -hmm. Let me show you one quick story. There was a Spanish mom with four kids. She walked in and she said, I, I don't speak language well. I want my kids to learn English. She asked each child to pick one book and she's going to read with them, although she doesn't speak English. She said, I'm going to try everything in my power to read it, just to have this habit of reading, not just learning the language. It was, I think she bought a standard books like Cinderella or Pinocchio, but it's not about that. It's about creating a habit of having book near you, having book in your hands, and doesn't matter if you're a three, four, five-year-old child or 99-year-old person. I feel like the books are, they're good companions and they can give us uh, insights and ideas and work on imagination. You know, just, I, I can tell you a quick story. I have twins at home, boy and a girl, and they are so different. But when the reading time is, like when I'm trying to encourage them to read and the girl, she's okay with it boy he complains because he doesn't want to read english now he learns spanish so he wants to really read in spanish and i said i don't care what language just read 10 minutes a day three pages and then we can talk about it so it's creating a habit i mean that's a great idea even as an adult 10 minutes a day or three pages mm -hmm. we can all do that definitely i mean check your phone right and there are apps they can tell you how long you've been daily on your phone and we have like, you know, 12 hours that we are awakened uh, from, I don't know, if you work eight, nine hours, if you uh, entertain with your family, still you cannot tell me you cannot find 10 minutes. You don't want to. If you don't want to, that's another story. But, but creating habit is all about, you know, maybe you don't like it today. Read 10 pages or 10 minutes. Tomorrow, do it again. Tomorrow, do it again. After a week or two, it's going to be semi-automatic. And after three, four weeks, we can change any habits. So let's talk about you 
opening the book lovers bookstore here in Valencia. How how did this come about? <laughs> well, we moved to Valencia, and uh, the problem was I wanted to buy books locally here, and I went to uh, a court in Inglés, and they had really only the newest books, not what I was looking for. Then I went to some secondhand shops, and 99% of the books are in Spanish, which is logical, and only small shelf in English. What am, I, what am I passionate about? And I was always passionate about books, not just reading, writing as well. And I said, like, why shouldn't we try? Like, let's find, like, nice space and find the distributors and find the connections and try try with used books first and see how it goes. And it's not about money. I mean, nobody's these days, nobody's getting rich selling books, right? There are better ways to do it. But it's about creating community or, or safe space where people who love books, and that's why we named the store Book Lovers, they can walk in, we can talk about books, you don't need to buy anything, I'll share something, you're going to share your favorite books with me, and you, you came as a stranger, we can maybe, you know, shake hands and become new friends, or long-term-wise, like, you know, just to have a environment where people can socialize and talk about their favorite stuff. Now, you're really active on social media, and I see that you're actually starting your own book club now. Yeah. in the store let's talk about that we had actually last week or two weeks ago we had a, a, a book club that was run by our friend but uh, we are moving if i may share this uh, we are moving uh, at, uh, on december 1st to a much bigger space where we're going to have a space for book club but we're also going to have extra space for uh, presentations book signings book readings a kids club so we, I would like also to have like a book lovers international meeting, like once a month or twice a month, where people just just can come. We can talk about the books and uh, just socialize because many people who live in this city, they don't have many friends. That some people I met, they're just three or four months in in Valencia. Some people a little longer, but they don't have many connections with other people, and they don't know language well enough. So maybe we can you know do something in English and just socialize. I think that's a brilliant idea because although the shop is called Book Lovers, it's growing. You're you're sort of spreading the the, the actual shop mm -hmm. into a, a book group, a big book club. Yeah, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. I I asked few people what they think, and many people we did even survey uh, online, and majority of people said they would like to do first book club, and second they would like to do social events, and you know why not? We have a space. I mean, there is an interesting lady I met a week ago. She walked the Camino, you know, Camino de, de Santiago, all the way from uh, Holland, over 3,000 kilometers. I mean, and I know I would be interested to hear the story, like 20 minutes. Like, let's just do a little panel or, or conversation about it with, with people in the audience. They can ask questions and let's do that. Like, there are people who are interested in topics that's just beyond books. And there are books that talk about it, right? So trying to connect the social part with books and uh, so far I, I see there is interest for that. I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea because it's rather like the podcast. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a passion, experience mm -hmm. or something. You think everybody needs to know about this. Mm -hmm. I think I think so. There was a lady saying, I'm going to, I'm volunteering, I'm going to read to kids. Like Saturday morning, 10 a.m. or 10.30, 30 minutes, preschool kids, bring them in. We're going to read something. We're going to have some fun after that, uh, like a first or second graders, they, they have their chance. So little by little, like just creating this, I would say this book lovers society. I don't know what's the right mm, word. Book lovers where, family. Family even. Yeah, where we can 
we can talk about not just books, but something that connects us beyond books. We'll see. <laughs> All I can say, I mean, this is just great. You're going to be moving to a new premises shortly, which now enables you to build that community with the children's reading groups, people coming to talk about their story. And maybe we can bring some good authors. Like I have people, there is an American lady, she wrote a few books, she lives here. There is another Australian guy who wrote a few books, he lives here. We can do book readings, like, you know, just read ex except for a book and talk about motivation. There is interest about the workshop, how to write a book, you know, anything like, you know, why not? I can see it grown <laughs> into an empire, the book lover's <laughs> empire. <laughs> that would be, I have to be honest, uh, moving here, I mean, as a foreigner, you don't have many friends, right? And through books, we can get some connections. We can share our stories. We can listen to each other. We can have a drink together. And Oh, like it's, it's and let's face it people who enjoy reading are very special people oh i mean if i if i meet you for the first time and you share your favorite book title with me and i like that book as well you're my friend immediately i don't care about your history about anything else this is a different connection right a better understanding but i love the idea though of having the children's reading groups mm. and if people are interested in yeah okay i'm quite happy to do that you know i'll read to this age group someone else will read to an older age group yeah. i think that is just phenomenal it's and how can we instill the the passion for books if we don't give something to kids right and this is the way to to teach them to train them like come there once a month twice a month somebody's going to read a book and you can grab the book you can read by yourself and you know, slowly create this habit, get them hooked on books, right? And I think it's that getting kids particularly away from technology. Exactly, because I know, I mean, whoever listens to this podcast, if you have kids, you know how much time they spend online and we try to limit it. But, you know, instead of grabbing the phone, well, grab the book, read two, three pages, right? give them a little motivation to do that. And, you know, it pays big benefits, benefits down the road. I see how my, my kids' vocabulary changed just by reading. I think that's a very valid point because when people first come into another country and we're all sitting here in Valencia, so we're all learning Spanish, they always say reading is a really good way because it's vocabulary, mm -hmm. it's sentence construction, it's grammar, it's the whole thing pulled together. I'm not saying it's easy. No, definitely not. Not <laughs> saying it's easy at all, but it is definitely a way to sort of bring it all together. And I have to say, I've got a Spanish fiction book and I've gone through and it's highlighted in different colours with mm -hmm. vocabulary and sentence construction. You know, reading in another language is, is a great way for education. And I think as an adult, we think that we don't, or we're not going to be the beginner. And people say, get a children's book. Maybe yes. get a story you're familiar with, like mm -hmm. Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, one of those. Story you're familiar mm -hmm. with and start with a child's book and see how you get on. Yeah, and some people actually came to our store, Spanish kids, teenagers, they would like to read Harry Potter now in English, because they know the story, right? They want to read it in original language, but they can connect easier, right? So it's, it's why not, right? Same, same for us. I actually have a book here, and we sold tons of it, uh, uh, Spanish slash English uh, short stories. Uh, on one page, you can, you can see the Spanish short story, and immediately on, on the other page, opposite page, it's in English. So you can track or trace where you are and, you know, try to improve your, 
knowledge. Yeah, that's, yeah, I've got one of those, the parallel text yeah, yeah, parallel stories. Text, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Why not? Why not? Yeah. It, it's something. So yeah. I think it's, as us as adults, and as you say, both of us, you know, we're learning Spanish. It is using reading as a way to, to improve our yeah. levels, definitely. Yeah. Because if you go to have a conversation with somebody, I mean, you don't have, know how to, to structure a sentence. So you need examples, and through books, through even if it's just a fiction, but you, there is a dialogue in it. You know how the sentence looks like, right? And even some, 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 somebody suggested, read it out loud. You know, see how it fits into your ear, you know, sentence from the book. And that's how you can train yourself if there is motivation. There is definitely an art to reading out loud. Oh, yeah. Some <laughs> people have got that ability. I love to be read to. I mean, audio books are great and a lot of them are available on something like YouTube now. Mm -hmm. But being reading to, it's quite relaxing, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I guess does that take us back to our childhood of the bedtime stories when we were kids, mm -hmm. I guess? Mm -hmm. That's one way. And also historically, I read one book how coal miners in Ireland or England they were working in a coal mine, and during the break, somebody was reading books to them, like in 19th century even. You know, why not, right? You are trying to relax, but your brain is, I mean, you may be a body started, but your brain is not, so why not? And through, like you said, like when, when parents were reading to us or in, through our schooling process, right? It's, it's, it's there. Why not to use it more often? And I think for children, it's very important, this bedtime story. Whether that still happens or whether it's now on Audible or they put a mm -hmm. CD or they just download something. But I have great memories of mm -hmm. my dad putting me to bed and sitting there. He never read a book. He had four stories that he oh. made up. Wow. And it was a case of which of these four stories do you want? One of my regrets is I never got my dad either to write those stories out or to record them. No. I mean, I treasure the, memory. the memories, but I would love to have had those stories written down. Even just for you, right? Even just, just for me. It, yeah. I really do think the joy mm. of a parent and a child having that time with a bedtime story, I think is just magical. It's ten minutes. Yeah. That's all what it takes, ten minutes. And we can hide behind, we are tired, overwhelmed with work, with life. But come on, 10 minutes for your most important people, right? And make those memories. Make the memories. They yeah. remember it, right? And they can actually, I'm trying to force my kids to repeat what we just, what they heard, like how they understand it. And, uh, you know, at the beginning it was hard, but now they realize, you know, I can learn something from the story, right? So yeah. I think this is the interesting thing about reading. It's reading for children, building mm -hmm. memories. Mm -hmm. It's people connecting through their love of books, whether in the shop, whether mm. in a reading group, whether in a book club, people presenting the books they have written. Mm -hmm. What you're doing here, Alan, is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. And I'm busy spreading the word to people, <laughs> where you are, how to get here. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, no, no. I, I mean, for me, it's an absolute dream having an English bookshop here. You do have books in lots of other languages. You've got brand new books, secondhand. No, no, only in English. Types. Everything is in English. Only. Everything's only in English. English. Only in English. We would like to stick with that because, I mean, there is a need by expats. There is need by local population. 
And I mean, if you cannot afford new book, that's fine. Your books are, I don't know, fiction books, 12, 13, 14 euros. We have used books for three, four, five euros, even some books for a euro. But there is no excuse. Like if you say, I don't have money, I'll give you a book <laughs> and bring money when you, when you can. If not, it's fine. Just show me that you love books and we'll find a book for you. And it's important as well for people who are foreigners to the city for locals as well, because they cannot find good quality English books to improve the language because they're struggling. Lots of people here, they're struggling with English, especially young generation. I'm, I'm surprised how bad they speak English. I have kids walking in and they're looking for books. So there is a need and we're here to, to help people. So it's good to hear that the world of books is very much alive and kicking. It's, I would say I was surprised when we opened a few months ago. I was surprised in the last last few months how books are needed in this city. How many people, I don't know how many people walked in saying, oh my God, great source, great choice. Like, who's speaking these books? Like, oh, you guys have amazing, amazing uh, shelves with, with, filled with, with good quality books. And just it fills my heart because, yes, we're here to help you with that. We're here to find your next great read. If it's just to relax or is it to learn something, doesn't matter as long as you are reading. Well, Alan, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. And I wish you lots of luck with the new premises. So I cannot wait to come down and visit your new shop and see everything you've got planned for people in Valencia with the book lovers. We have big plans, so please help us, support us, and come stop by, and we are more than happy to hear your feedback, what you feel like it's missing or lacking, or, or your feedback in general. And Sheila, thank you so much for having me today in your podcast. You are very welcome. Thank you, Alan. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.